This is episode eight of the TAP with Stephanie Ike. You guys ready? Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back everybody to the Think Alpha Project. This is a podcast, a conversation for success for the minority today in health, wealth, relationships, career. And of course, I'm your host, your boy, Valentine Ewudo. Glad you guys are all tuning in. And I hope you guys have enjoyed the last previous episodes because, you know, we're just having a lot of fun producing this. But this time we have a friend of mine that I've known for a while by the name of Stephanie Ike. So... This girl, she is a really big deal. This I look up to her so much. And just so you guys know, she is an author. She's an associate pastor. And she's also a producer, a filmmaker. Okay, her first book, Moving Forward, Biblical Teachings for Walking in Purpose, she released that in 2015. And what it does is it answers timeless questions on breaking free from stagnation using biblical truths and she's also out for a second book that's scheduled and released in april 2018 okay we also she's also a associate pastor at the potter's house at one la and if you're in la i'm sure you guys know about that church okay so she's also the youngest there as well and then also as a filmmaker she's the founder of giru productions so she oversaw production of her first short film called stop sign which raises awareness for spousal rape And here's some of the things that we talk about. Okay, we talk about living for something greater than yourself. How to see yourself on both ends, one who causes pain and one who's been the victim of pain. And also allowing yourself to recognize areas of your life in which you need healing. So guys, we're not going to waste any more time. Without further ado, I bring to you guys, Stephanie E.K. All right. <laughs> so we got Miss Stephanie in the building. Yes. yes Thank yes, you for yes. being here. Of Thank course. you. I believe in this. You know what? I believe in it. <laughs> you believe, believe in, in it too? too. <laughs> no, no, but I, I, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, yeah, it's, I, we were just talking about this. Yeah. It's like, it's so crazy that, uh, it's like, look at where we are now. Not, I, to be honest, I had no idea I'd be doing something like this. But True, same here. But what's even cooler is that I have somebody like you here <laughs> who is, uh, I mean, I've known for a while, so I yeah. feel like I've got a little bit of, you know, a little advantage. It's cool yeah. that we, we, you know, we have a connection already. But uh, you're pretty big time. I just want you to know hey. that. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So, well, first off, I want to just kind of name off some things okay. that are off the top of my head that you are killing it or okay. you've done, you're part of. And then, you know, you chime in. All right. Okay. So, number one, you're obviously, uh, you're you're part of one church. Yeah. But under what compa- capacity? You're, so, one of the associate pastors at see, one church. Yeah. I was going to say pastor, but I was like, okay, I know she is, but what kind? Okay. Yeah. That's good. And for how long? Uh, it's been about two years. Well, yeah, like two years now. Yeah. Two years. By the way, we got a lot to talk about. We do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, so pastor, associate pastor at yeah. one church, um, which is a 
a very uh, well-known church. Yeah, and recently um, we're not under the Potter's House. And so it's called the Potter's House at 1LA. So, I mean, people know the Potter's House, that. Bishop Jakes. Yeah. So we're under the Potter's House now. It just the transition happened like oh. very recent. I didn't I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Because I saw some flyers for that um I think last week. Was he visiting? So he yeah, he did come um cuz the day it was made official, they had like this like trio effect. So Bishop Jakes was preaching at the LA location. Oh, they were just killing it. Yeah, and then the, the senior pastors, so my pastors, um, Pastor Torrey Roberts and yeah. um, Sarah Jakes Roberts, so he was at the location in Denver, she was in in Dallas, and so it was just this beautiful thing. Wow. Yeah. Wow, how cool. So it's like, it's becoming one big conglomerate. Yep. Like, this big mega. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So, so what does that even mean? So what does it mean that they're now under the Potter House umbrella? Um, I mean, you know, it's it's more of a, a covering and uh, just like that foundational establishment because yeah. the church had been, you know, standing by itself. Like the senior pastor who I call my spiritual father, um, it was a church he founded initially. And so it's been this independent entity. And so connecting it to the Potter's House just gives mm. it this, you know, new level of structure and just a foundational, you know. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Um. Okay, so so you're an associate pastor. Yeah. <clears throat> Big time associate pastor. <laughs> and then um, you are an author. Yes. This isn't your only piece of writing. I mean, in terms of published material, so this, yeah. this is Just my so you first guys can book. See it. Hey. This is the close right up here. here. Yeah. Come out right here. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. All right. <laughs> but in terms of published material, this is my first book. Um, this, I'm working on my second one, and that comes out April 2018. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so this one is called Moving Forward. Yep. And um, what would you say this is about f for you? You know, for me, um, it was really a challenge to write that book because when the time I was writing it, I was in the place in my life that I didn't feel like I could write a book talking about moving forward because there were, yes, there were things happening, um, but I didn't feel that just that progression in life. And okay. so when I'm like writing a book called Moving Forward, so for me, it, 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 it spoke so much to me because I was writing what was teaching myself. Uh, and so that's why I really believe mm. in the book because it dealt with so many different areas and it, it was things that was key for me to see, okay, what are the areas that I need to be better in or what are the things I need to do differently? Right. And so it, was ne it wasn't, and that's why I talk about in the book, it was not about me telling people these are the things I've, you know, kind of like, figured out <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah, really yeah. taught me and yeah. then i was able to write it yeah and i think too there's something uh there's something inside of writing from that perspective yeah right that perspective of hey i'm figuring it out too yeah like it's not it's not me trying to be you know i'm i'm the boss i know what to do and i i love staying in that place whether it's mm. writing you know preaching anything because it gives us this room to still grow. Like I believe the best learners are people that always ask questions. And if we ever reach a place in life where we think that, you know, I figured it out, so let me teach you, then we can't grow because then we've figured everything out. But if we're always asking ourselves questions, you know, how can, actually, how can we do better at this? How can we do better at that? Even when you're skilled in something, mm. it's still good to give room to teach yourself to truly teach other people so you're not having people meet you at your capacity but they can go beyond what you've accomplished in life wow yeah and it, it's it's it becomes like a passing on 
of the torch. Of yeah. Sorts. Like more like that. And for them to do better and greater than mm. you because it's not just about, well, this is it right here. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I try, I, I try my best to um, in, be in that position. Yeah. Like when, <clears throat> if I'm ever talking, because um, I do public speaking as well, but it's like, I tell people all the time, I'll say, I'll give a piece of knowledge or, or some sort of you yeah. know, wisdom and I'll say, hey, I'm talking to myself too. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> exactly. figuring it out. I'm still yeah. trying to, you know? Yeah. And I just, yeah, there's a beauty in it. There's, a, there's humility to that. Yeah, very true. Which is so key. I think very it's just true. so key. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So we're about to go in. Okay. All right. So now you, you've done this book. Yeah. And I could ask you a million. We could go on, this, <laughs> on, a, on a tangent and go straight into that. But you've accomplished even more on top of that. Like you've done even more. And I've got I got the honor to go to your screening. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was just I was going to say this before we were shooting. I was like, OK, let me wait. I was like, I just I just want you to know, like when I saw you speaking because it was after the movie. Yeah. We saw the movie. And then you went up there and you explained. You explained like how you came about, uh, how it came about for you. Yeah. Um, and then also what it means to you and what your vision is. Yeah. And just to see you speak, <laughs> I had Kim beside me. She was right beside me. And she was like, I just got the chills. Like, <laughs> you know, but just to see you speak, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, the, the you know, I've, I've known you since you were, I don't know. Long time. 19, 20 or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, so it's just so crazy. So I would love for you to talk about like what you're up to now. I mean, you just did that. That's yeah. kind of like your fresh project. But I'd love for you to talk about that too. Yeah, so I mean, working, obviously we did the short film, Stop Sign, about spousal rape, bringing not just awareness to spousal rape, but through the film. Actually, we're going to do this through the feature film. So right now we're working on the script for the feature wow. film. Um, the, the, the short film itself... I, it sparked, it sparked a lot of questions, um, I think, from just this circle of, of maybe it, have you influencers that are talking about the film mm -hmm. and talking about how, um, how common it is, but it's not really being spoken about. Mm -hmm. And my goal with the film, and that's why it's beautiful to see that's the conversations that's happening right now, it was not just to talk about spousal rape, but it was also to talk about rape when the, you know, the abuser is someone known by the victim which is, you know, obviously has more a higher percentage than when it's right. by a stranger. But to talk about it, even from the place of how do you get justice without the legal system? Because a lot of mm. times people don't. The legal system is not always in favor of the women. And with the feature film, what we're, what we're looking at is um, we're going to talk about slut shaming. Um, oh. When a woman comes up after years of maybe the incident has happened and people always have these questions like, why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you say anything? And even in the film with spousal rape, it's been occurring for a while, but it took something to trigger her, which was her daughter, to start talking about it. But we're not the, the whole... Um, the goal of the movie is not to talk about justice from the legal system because we, we will highlight the flaws in that, yeah. but to speak about it from how a woman or a man can find justice within themselves and grow out of that. It just yesterday I got, uh, someone sent me like <clears throat> a private message on Instagram and it was one sentence. I was, I, w I, I was gang raped. It was mm. my fault. Mm? That was it. I was like, wait, what? 
And so I, I write her back. I'm like, what are you talking? It, yeah, exactly. it would never be your fault. No matter what the you know, incident yeah. is, never going to be your fault. And people don't understand how hard it is for a, a, anyone that has been sexually violated to speak up. So her, she's finding, she's confining in someone she's never met. And just someone that she could see from a distance and say, maybe I could share this story with you. And literally at the verge, like talking with her today, she was saying how she was writing her letters to her family because she is at the verge of committing suicide because this just happened. And the story, it was by her friend who and his friends. And so it it, it is so it it is such uh, I mean, the the mentality behind it. And that's even why with the film, it it covers so many areas, because what what makes it funny for a group of men who are friends or associates with an individual to do that and film it and make fun of it? So there's such a flaw behind the mentality. So I'm excited for the film. It's called Stop Sign. And stop sign itself is a metaphor for just that point of awareness. Like when you you know hit a stop sign driving, it's not like you actually stop, but you become aware yeah. of where you're, the path you're on. And so I'm really excited for the feature film. Uh, I'm excited for what's going to happen with that. And so that's what we're working on right now. So what like what is, wait? I feel like do you get messages like that quite a bit? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and it, it's it's hard. Like this this one I got recently almost broke me because just to hear that and and there are times when you know someone is just talking you know just casually about suicide, but what's from speaking with her, I could tell that she was literally at the verge of, and it was just one glimpse of hope she was looking for. There's mm-hmm. this movie out there. It's on Netflix and it's called Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh yeah. And it's such a powerful film because it shows people how a lot of times they're just looking for one piece of hope, one thing to keep them alive. And if they couldn't find that, it's done. And um, in speaking to her and she and um, there was a message she sent me and that almost brought me to tears. And she was like, thank you for even responding, because it's good to see that there's still hope out there. And I knew that's what she was looking for. She was looking for just one thing that was not going to judge her. That was not going to say, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have gone out with your friends or anything like that. But just to be there for her and just to say, hey, give me your number right now. Where are you located? I can come to you, whatever. If you need someone, I can. Where Where are you? You know, and just to know that people would. I don't need to know you. We're humans. We should be like we should be there for each other. Yeah, it's just life, absolutely. you know, like humanity. It's wise. humanity. It's like, humanity. you know, my, my pastor always says, like, every human should be a humanitarian. Like. You're human. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> you should care for other right, people. That's yeah. just like the basic, you know. But and that's what makes me so passionate behind the film. Um, just because I think rape is 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 such a violation of a person's world because yeah. this is this is all we have that we live in. This is us, you know, and it's such a violation and it shuts a person up. And I'm such an advocate for purpose and who you who you're called to be on the earth. And owning the voice that you know God has given you, and rape takes away that power of self. And I think that it's, it, it violates a person's ability to just own who they are because it seems like someone has violated your will, your control. And so, how do you find the will to be who you're called to be? So it's I didn't realize how passionate I would be about the film yeah. until the process of working on the film. And then I, oh God, okay. So I want to talk. I want you to talk about yeah. uh, how. 
how it even came to you. I because I remember yeah. the story. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's I mean every my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every project you've done. My is whole kinda... life is really around my faith. Writing this book, um, even the book came in a dream. And in the dream, I was told to, you know, um, write a book and it was called Moving Forward. And I, I woke up, I was like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know what I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was God teaching me what I also needed. So the film, um, it, so I'm in the car, I'm driving with uh, now my co writer. And so he had just graduated film school. And so he was, you know, he was talking about graduate, you know, graduating film school, not knowing what he wanted to do. And so, just the how how I I just love seeing people be who they are. So I was like, you know what? Just write a movie and we'll produce <laughs> it. I know what I was talking about. Um, I was just like, yeah, write anything. We'll figure it out. Just so that you can believe in yourself, who uh, who you are as a writer. I will will help each other. If I don't know what I'm doing, but I could call people to help you make the film happen. Just write anything, just so that you see you can manifest what you went to school for. And so we were just talking about that casually, and we hit a red light. Then I hear, I hear you're gonna make a movie called Stop Sign. I'm like, who said that? And so that happens, and I was like, Stop Sign. I'm like, this is a red light. This is not even a stop sign. Like, what is that? So <laughs> I I get home. And I'm praying about it. I'm like, what is stop sign? So I tell him, and I was like, hey, we're going to do a movie called Stop Sign. He's like, what is that? I'm yeah. like, I don't know. We're just going to do a movie called Stop Sign. <laughs> and so I get home, and I'm praying. And over the course of days, I'm praying, I'm God, God, what is stop sign? You know. And when he showed me, he's like, you're going to do a movie on spousal rape. And I'm like, what is spousal rape? <laughs> like, right. how can people get raped? Yeah, too? Yeah. I, so it, it's funny because people think that's something I was aware of. I didn't even know yeah. um, what that was. And I was like, spousal rape. So I get a book. Um, I got this book called Rape in Marriage. And I started reading on it. And I was like, wow. And I prayed. And I was like, God, why do you want me to make a, do have a movie on spousal rape? Um, is it to just bring awareness? What is the goal of it? And when he showed me, it's to really show the flaw behind um, the culture of rape and why mm. there is that culture and to really start speaking on the mindsets behind the abuser, the mindsets behind the victim, why they stay silent and why this is something that, you know, is it, it's, it's, it's literally formed its own culture. And so I was like, okay, we're going to do this project. So every, my whole life, every single thing I do is like, it, because it works. You know, for me, I encountered God very early in life. And so I don't play with the voice of God. When he tells me to do something, I know that is, because when I wrote this book, after writing the book, I started preaching at church. See, wow. um, so I, I am very diligent with his voice because it's like, you tell me to do this. I know it is going to bring me to a version of myself I haven't even met yet. Mm -hmm. And so I just believe in that. I'm like, okay, let's do this. I'm, I'm a filmmaker. Sure, I'm going to make a film. <laughs> you never did it before. <laughs> I've never did this before. And it's so amazing because right after, right now, um, a friend of mine who is working on a, like a TV uh, series, but she's doing it through... Issa Rae's, um, her, like her production, like she has her YouTube channel yeah. where, so the way they like, you know, she executive produces different shows. And so she reached out to me. She's like, Hey, I want you to be a producer on the show. I was like, sure. What wow. you know? Even though I'm like, I'm, like I, you know, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I, cause I watched the, I watched, um, I read the scripts for the different like episodes and I'm like, Oh, I think this is going to be a really good project. And so a lot of times you don't even know what you have the ability to do until you just start and so i you know believe in that <laughs> oh my gosh yo yeah <laughs> i was like um I, I mean 
Yeah, this is great. <laughs> I, I just didn't know that you did all that. Yeah, <laughs> I, there's a there's a lot. I just didn't even know I could do. <laughs> wow. What, uh, yeah. Until you get so, in the mode. Damn, that's so that's so cool. Oh well, okay. So you, I know that, and I love this. I I love this about you. It's like, if I look at what I know about what you've accomplished so far in your life, mm-hmm. right? I can see. Okay, you're a pastor. You've done. You know, you've started a book that you <laughs> never did before right <laughs> um even a film yeah which is becoming a full feature yeah yeah that's what you call it okay but i'm noticing that all these things actually they're actually actually have a lot in common yeah like there's there's a, like a central theme to yeah. all this and and that's what i call myself uh just a communicator with a message of faith hope and love and I believe in each of those very things because love is, I think love in itself has been diluted to be a feeling where, instead of a personality. You know, when, when even the Bible talks about love is patient, love is kind, love seeks the truth, you yeah. know, love um, endures all things. And so it is who you become. And when I think of love, I think of love is for justice because if love seeks the truth, then the truth is for, you know, it, it's, it's, that's justice in itself. And so everything I do, it really encompasses faith, hope, and love. Mm-hmm. Where are we communicating hope? Are we, you know, what, how is this connected to faith? How is this connected to love as a, as a personality? And so even with the film, my, the vision that God gave me with filmmaking um, was to use film to communicate truth and fight injustice. Um, and so the projects that I that keep coming up are things that are against what is wrong in society. And, and how do we use such a powerful tool as film to actually bring those things up and show people that, okay, we, you know, we hear what's, we, we, it's almost like you know the pain of what's going on, and now how do we address it? And so that's, so they all are around that same yeah. theme. Yeah. <laughs> so, so faith, hope, and love. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How do you, how do you, for for people who are looking for that, what mm-hmm. do you, like, what would you, I guess, I guess you, I mean, doing all these things that yeah. you're doing is your way of mm-hmm. helping these people. That yeah. is. Yeah, because my, you know, my life, I, I always believe that we should live for something greater than us. And so I, my, I dedicate my life to that mission. Yeah. And I dedicate, and I tell people, I will live for this, I will die for it. Um, because it's, you, you see, when you see the pain that hap- that goes on in society, and everyone is looking for that. Everyone is looking for hope in humanity. People are looking for love in, in, in its authentic nature, and not this diluted yeah. sense of, of the word. Um, and faith, like something to believe in. And, you know, and how, why should we believe in this? And so it's it's my life's mission. It's my... That is the one thing that, because that is, I've understood that that is why God put me on this earth. Mm. And so it is what I go after with everything in me. And so sometimes people will meet me and they're just like, why are you so passionate about this? So passionate about that? I'm like, no, this, that we, we cannot be blind to what's going on. Like a lot of times I see like, you know, we have, um, you know, you have like the hurricanes happening or you have like, so you have natural disasters and you have personal disasters or you have racism and, mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. And, and I've noticed like people are very, you know, obviously we want, we want to show that we are a voice to these things and we want to talk about it on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is this like, I see this pressure on individuals to 
everyone to answer in some manner. But I always tell, I, I believe that if we are all who we are called to be, we would answer every problem. If we own who we are called to be and not just waiting for things to happen for us to react. Because if I move, you know, I've met people that have been racist. It didn't bother me. I would just say, I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? How are you doing? Because that is one person who just by that, that contact, they could think differently, you know? So if we all embrace who we are called to be, I think that it answers a lot of things in society without us waiting to be reactive people that when something happens, then we react and say, oh, let me go fight this battle. But no, if we just embrace our identities, our callings, then that in itself will be an answer to so many things like this, this right now, Think Alpha, yeah. There are people that are going to watch this and it's going to spark something in yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's, it, I think that's so beautiful and not just like waiting for things to happen, but being proactive with how we live and life. Going, yeah, and yeah. going out there. And go, and exactly. It. Yeah. So you're saying that people, people, um, people who take offense and stuff like that, you say in some way they're re just being reactive. Oh, I, I think that, I think it's different ways. I feel like we have been, Society, we have been accustomed to be very reactive people. And we are reactive for a short period of time. We are reactive with the trend. And so, because I've seen people where, you know, and it's, and it, these are real issues. So I'm never taking, yeah. I'm not, I'm never taking um, away from like, a, this is a real problem going on. Yeah. But I think that we are so reactive to trends. So we put a hashtag out there. Then if you don't put a hashtag, I'm offended at you. And but then after two weeks, I'm back to my normal life. And I forget about any hashtags until something comes up again. And, and I look at that. And I'm like, why are we so reactive as people? Because if in my daily life and I'm owning who I'm supposed to be on this earth, I think it's more powerful than just putting a hashtag just to um, to validate your opinion that I, I I care I care by how by by living a life for that cause in a different way. Wow! Because I, I don't think everyone can fight the same battles. Like yes. it's just the same thing where you know I might not be able to you know when even when the Hurricane Harvey happened I might not be able to go to, go to Texas because I might be working on a project here. But I can you know we can support in different ways. You can financially help someone. But I think that as a society I've noticed this so much. We are just so reactive and it's such a temporary time sometimes i really just watch people like i do this for fun mm. like i would just watch someone who makes a lot of noise and like noise in terms of being offensive towards other people and i watch them once the trend dies you see what they say and like they're back in like a party or something talking about crazy stuff and i'm like really can't take that really serious. how yeah. can i take you seriously serious. you yeah. know so i just think that if as people we really own who we are called to be then we see how that answers to everything in little ways you know so oh wow that's interesting you said because um that i, I like to say that that's how i am mm -hmm. um you know there. I, we have so many issues come up there's all so the time. Many, it's like there's one. There's and the then ones we know. Ends. There's the ones that are popular. There's the ones that are not popular. Yeah. And it's like if we if we're really people that are just like you're gonna die because you can't stretch yourself that far because we because even when I was talking to someone and um, 
when when the hurricane hit Harvey, I mean hit Texas, mm -hmm. and that was it, it. I mean, obviously, any kind of uh, that was hard, you know, because then you're seeing what's going on with people. And I was telling someone, I'm like, are you aware that there was also a, a hurricane that happened in Asia? There was a hurricane that happened in my country, in, in Nigeria. I mean, not a hurricane, but there was a flood uh -huh. that happened in my country. There was a mudslide that happened. So if we only react to what is popular media, then do we really care? Because if you mm. really do have that heart for people, then you will look at it from a very broad perspective. And of course, we should. We, we are our brother's keepers. You know, I always support, because even, even with um, at the church, we're getting supplies and all that stuff to support, you know, the different, whatever we have access to help and support that. And so, you know, the, the pastors are doing that and the whole community came together and we're like, okay, yes, let's, let's you know, figure out. out. But it just... And so when I talk about this, people think that I'm saying, oh, we should not be, right. you know, but I'm like, that, that's not what I'm that's saying. I'm just saying that we have to have a lifestyle of giving. We have to have a lifestyle of, you know, I, I support, like, this is who I am. I'm not just waiting for something to happen. My life, what I'm doing with my daily life is an answer to disaster. Like, yeah, you know? like you're, you're living, it's, it's, you're living it. Exactly. And what's, what's interesting about what you say is that, you know, there's been times when, with certain people that I've come across, I've mm -hmm. been challenged uh, for this exact thing you're yeah. saying. And what it is, is I tell people, look, to me, the best way I know to make a difference is to, is to make the, you know, make the, continue to make the difference I'm making, yeah. continue to grow my reach, exactly. grow my own income so that I can use it, you know, for things like that in general. Exactly. That's like, to me, that's the most, <clears throat> that's the best way to do it. And yeah, it's, it's interesting how what happens is you, it, there's a there's like a glorification of yeah. <laughs> you know I'm out and I'm you know I'm I'm posting it and this and that and and then you, yeah you look bad if you don't and we rarely take action and that's what even I, I told someone I'm like even when we post things like pray for this city I'm like no pray before you post it <laughs> <laughs> you know before you tell people to pray actually take actually, the time to pray good. because then we, we become this robotic uh, you know people and I'm like we don't even understand the impact it has in our daily lives yeah. because we just become we, we lose sense of just this consciousness of why am I doing this and what am I doing because I literally I remember one time I, I saw someone this is when um, what what happened um what city, I can't remember what city um, this, you know, this, I think it was Hurricane, when Hurricane Irma or something was, was came up. In and Florida? In Florida, yeah. And so this is real life. And um, so this comes up, this lady is at like, so the, she's at the Chick-fil-A like drive-thru or something. And so they're talking about Hurricane Irma and she's laughing, she's talking to her friends, she's ordering food and she's posting pray for you know, pray for Florida, and they're joking and they're laughing about something else, and they're like, "Girl, when are we gonna go to Vegas or something?" And I'm just like, listening to the conversation. I'm like, "Wait, did they just post pray for Florida?" And they're talking about vacation in, in Vegas and how what? And I'm like, "But and I'm like, this is how disconnected we've become as people, where we we are living for." I want people to understand that, oh, let me be, you know, if it's a like situation comes up, yeah, it's an image. It's just this perception of life. And I'm like, no, that's, it, it's so disconnected and it becomes like puppets. Just, you know, let's see if this happens. Let's see how they react and how long they react for. Because I would look at her and I'm like, do you re realize wow. what just happened right now? <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah. I don't know. 
That's so yeah. That's that's uh yeah. huh. <laughs> yeah. Um. It and I don't think it's getting any better. No, I don't. This <laughs> <laughs> so. is getting worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, it's something that we ought to deal with, and that's why I know that leadership is needed. Like we yeah. need, and we need leaders more now than ever. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh yeah. It's a that's a tricky um tricky tricky, tricky situation. <laughs> I'd say that. But what about you? Like, what about you brought you to the point? Because I know you said you, you've you been able to listen yeah. early, you know, to God. And I, I feel like what I'm doing now is, wow, I'm on purpose. You yeah. Know? Um, and, and I had back then, but no, this is this is a little different. This yeah. is very different. Um, and this is happening, happening to me at like 28, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> So, like, what did you go through to get to the point where you're now, you know, living this kind of... I mean, even, you know, even coming to this country, um, my mom, I remember because I was 16 when I I was going to move, because at the point I graduated high school and um, it was in Nigeria. And so the whole family, it it made sense to go to London because London is like a six hour flight from Lagos, Nigeria. And I remember at 16, um, you know, I remember hearing from the Lord and he told me, he told me that you're going to go to America and America, you will conquer for me. And so I was like, okay, God, go to America. And, <laughs> and so I told my mom and my mom was just like, I mean, my brothers were out here, but my mom wasn't too comfortable with the idea because she, it was like her only girl, you know, you're going to the States, you're really young, you, yeah. you know, uh, but I always had, I was always uh, more advanced than my years. So I was like, mom, you don't yeah, have to worry definitely. about that. Um, and so I remember it was this whole thing that she was contemplating. And I remember a pastor uh, came to her and told her, whatever she tells you, just just agree and just you know go with that so even coming to this country like as in your mom yeah to my mom, mom. no whatever no told my mom whatever i told her oh, oh she should it. agree got it, got and it. so when i was like amen <laughs> <laughs> um, so my mom wasn't too comfortable with it but she trusted the voice of god that you know speaking to me and she was like you know what i guess this is going to be the move so even coming to this country it was led by the voice of God. And, but it came, it started at nine years old. And I talked about that in the book a little bit, but literally at nine, um, I remember one day I was in my room and I felt this presence in the room and I was terrified Mm. because it it, it wasn't, it did, it wasn't a scary, it wasn't like a scary feeling, but I was terrified because I was aware that someone was in the room, but I couldn't see them. Mm. But it was so overwhelming, and I'm like, someone is definitely in the room. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, who is there? <laughs> and no one is talking, and I'm like, what is going on right now? And so I go over to my mom's room, and I'm, and she was just like, oh, you know, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, no, I just came to sleep here. The moment I laid on her bed, it, it felt like she went in a coma. She was not responding to me. She was like, Your mom? My mom. Like, she was not, like, just cold. And I was like, why isn't she? I was like, what is going on? So the same presence comes in the room. She is not responding. And I was like, okay, this is a little scary. So then I like take the blankets and cover my face. And so I closed my eyes and I could still see the room the same way. And I was like, why am I still seeing the room? My eyes closed. Then I I open my eyes. I see a man sitting down Mm. by her fridge. 
And when I cover my eyes, I see the same man sitting by her fridge. I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? So for some reason, <laughs> this is real <laughs> crazy story. Oh man. Some okay. reason, the only thing I knew to ask was, God, if this is you, let wind go through my ankles. And right there on the bed, there was like this gush of wind that like, whoosh, was like, the window open? No. Yo, that's nothing. crazy. So the moment that happened, <laughs> I, I was like, I felt at peace. I was like, okay, this is God. And the weird thing was that the man who was sitting down looked like, like, looked like my late dad from pictures, but I was like, what is that? So mm. the, 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 the little girl in me was like, oh, God looks like my father, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so the man stands up, he walks over to my mother and he puts something in her hand. And I was like, who are you? What are you doing here? And he was speaking a language I could not understand at all. It sounded like auto-tune <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> If I think of it now, like it just sounded like it had an echo in itself. And I could not understand a word he said. And then he disappears. The moment he disappears, mm. my mom wakes up. And I was like, oh my gosh, mom, you know, something happened. She was like, are you sure we're not She's dreaming? Like, huh? I was like, this is not a dream. This happened. She's like, Stephanie, go back to bed. Maybe it's some of this movies you're watching. Go lie down. Uh, She's like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, something happened. And that day, so we were going through some financial difficulties. That day she finds, randomly finds the paperwork to an old account of my father. And I was like, oh, maybe that's what the man put in your hand and da 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 da. And she was just like, no, She's Stephanie. Like, then a pastor, I thank God for pastors. <laughs> and a pastor called my mom and he, and he said, there was an angelic visitation that happened in your house last night. And my mom was like, my daughter was telling me about some man who appeared disappear. I was like, mom, I'm telling you, there was someone here and it was God. And in my mind, I was like, it was God. And God looked like my dad and did that. So right there, I was like, I was like, oh, I met God and he looks like my father. <laughs> and then I started hearing the voice. And then I heard someone said that was not, it was not like it, it was, it was not. He, I heard a voice say it was not me. It was an angel. And I was like, who said that? Like, what is that? You know? And and that's when I started hearing God's voice. Because I was like, wait, was that my voice? Was that my hair? You know, well, who, who is wow. talking? And then when he's, and then it, it was, he was just speaking. Like, I could just hear. And, it, and then he started, he went in detail and said, it was an angel who came in the likeness of your father. So you're not afraid. Um, and, it, but that was my first, like encounter with that and I was like I was like God so do you look like my father or not because I was so young so that young mind it was easy to learn it was easy to ask questions and so at a very young age he would tell me things that would like things that would happen the next day um some like I would I said then I started having dreams I started having visions and I would see so my mom would travel and I would call her because I could see where she is and I'm like who right. she's with and I'm like hey mom there's someone you're gonna meet tomorrow and the person's gonna say this say no da, da, da. and she and it was happening happening just like that and I was like god this is so cool you know and it's I, like you have power yeah I was like oh this is really cool but the thing what my what the passion started is because at that young age in Nigeria the churches I would go to they had this message of hell and hell and if you don't do this you're gonna hell and hellfire and all the hell you know and having a personal relationship <laughs> And my relationship with God was so much about love and purpose See. and, you know, understanding your why, why I called you, why I formed you. And I had this passion to really talk about God's love. I'm like, it's not this hell message. This is terrifying, right. you know. And, I, and, and, I'd, and I'd seen how a lot of people, whether it was prophets or people that, you know, heard the voice of God, it, it seemed manipulated. And, yeah. 
it, it always made people feel like they couldn't hear that for themselves. So they needed you. And I'm like, no, everyone actually, God desires people to have relationship with him. That's the whole point of him dying, you right. know? And so it, that was my passion at a young age. I'm like, God, I really want to like talk about you <laughs> and, and really show people that you are this God of love and what you're really for. And so there were so many questions I had and so many things I've had about things that, you know, at the time I just heard all this judgment, judgment, judgment. And I was like, it's never a about that and I remember even when I found out that my uncle uh, a, a close uncle of mine actually um, was the person behind my father's death who called the assassins to murder him um, and, mm. and to collect wealth but I bring that up because when that happened um, I remember that I wasn't angry and I wanted to be angry that I wasn't angry and, oh. and I was like, why? And I, and I went back to God and I'm like, why am I not angry at this? Like, this is messed up and do, 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 that. Like, why would he do this? And what he had told me is that to be, to hold resentment towards him was to believe a lie about him. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Hmm. And what he was showing me was that your uncle is not a murderer. He had jealousy and his jealousy caused him to act in a way that was not true to his identity and who I called him to be his yeah. cat, you know, and, and, but I bring that up because it, it just showed the love of God yeah. that even, wow. even in someone who is a murderer, he's talking about redemption. He's talking about, this is not really who they are. This is what they did out of their brokenness. So he's also a victim of his own brokenness. And I was just like, but that is so messed up. And he was like, no, he will have, you know, every, every action has consequence. But the reason that you're not angry is because to, to stay in this place of offense, it will be unnatural to who you are because then you're agreeing that someone is who they are not in me. And I was just like, wow, God, wow. like this. But those are things I would not think of because, right. you know, it's just like, no, you know, God punish you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to hell. <laughs> but stuff like that really brought me back to this desire and passion to communicate in any way, whether it's books, whether it's film, whether it's speaking, mm. to communicate who God is, what God is for, um, and just, you know, his person. So, yeah. That must be why you said uh, a little bit ago when you said, you know, when someone is someone's being racist towards you, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't really, oh, no. it doesn't really affect It doesn't bother me. Like I've, I've met people that would just weird stuff. And because I always look at it, no one, I don't, no human being is evil from a place of wisdom. Like you can never be, be offensive, be abusive, be whatever from a place of wisdom. It's always from a place of ignorance. Mm. And so for me to uh, to be angry or to be take what you said in, in with offense, then I'm agreeing with your ignorance. I'm saying that, you know what, I, I, it's like I'm also being ignorant. You know, and so when I look at it, I'm like, you just you just have some ignorance. That's all, you know. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, that's hilarious. Right? I'm not gonna waste my time with my anger. Nah, nah, <laughs> you know, not, not on you. Not, yeah, no. not on you, because you're, you're just coming from a place of you lack wisdom in this matter. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> you know, because yeah. for someone to get me, you have to be really close to me, and because I can only be angry, um, real, truly angry when I have an expectation of someone, and the only reason I have an expectation of someone is because of our relationship. And so if we have a close relationship and there's someone I know you to be, you going against, against that, that and hurting me 
that's what would really make me angry because there's an expectation I had of you. And ultimately, my biggest expectation should be who people are in God. Um, and it's knowing that you can still get to that person later on in life. And so I don't, I don't take off. People have said some weird things. Like, you're, you'll be hurt by it. Like, man, I, I kind of like, you know, yeah. especially if you're feeling a little insecure or something exactly. in the day. Especially. Like, oh my gosh, you're kind of hurt. But, <laughs> but <laughs> right. it's yeah. not something I'll be like, man, this person is, it's like, no, they're just, you know, a little ignorant. That's all. So if I'm holding a grudge against somebody, so what about what about that? If you're holding a grudge, yeah. why? I, 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 well, I don't know that I I don't feel like I've really held any grudges, but if it's someone who has, no, if what I'm saying, but if someone is holding a grudge like against someone racist, against maybe someone who, I know where you're going with this. This is great. <laughs> this, is great. this is great. I guess what I'm saying is. I agree with what you're saying mm -hmm. because for me, um, people ask like, you're so quick to let go of stuff or you're so quick to, you know, to, to release whatever yeah. feeling you have. And what I tell them is that, well, it's because when people do, when people do things, they do things that make sense for them at where they're at yeah. mentally, like where they're at mentally, where they're at emotionally, wherever they're at. Exactly. So who am I to judge where they're at? So if that if if I see something that's happening where they're where they're at and I'm where I'm at, I'm not saying it's better or anything yeah. like that. But if I see that, I see it. Number one is I see the action for what it is enough to know that it's where that person's at. Exactly. That's number one. So why why would I get upset if if it's what makes sense for them? It's not necessarily that they're trying to hurt me, not necessarily, but it's yeah. because of whatever feeling it is that they yeah. might have. And I always tell, my thing is I always tell people you have to, like, we always have to learn how to see ourselves on both ends. You have to learn how to see yourself as the one who could be the wise one and the one who could be ignorant. <laughs> mm. Because there are things that it would be foolish for me to say that I've never hurt someone. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. hurt someone intentionally. And so whatever their mindset was, I didn't have that. And so when you can see yourself in both aspects and know that this pain, whatever pain I caused you was not because it was intentional or it was because I had this whole, you know, plan in my mind, right, right. you know, and when we are able to see ourselves from both, you know, both angles, then we can understand that, you know what, you're just not, it, it, you'll be fine, you know, eventually, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll be, we'll figure this yeah, out. You'll be but, <laughs> That's why, like, it's not like what you said is so perfect because letting a lot of times we like to hold on to pain because then yeah. it gives us this feel of control over the situation. Right. But it's really just destroying you because then That's you're awesome. controlled by that yeah. pain. It's like a person comes around you, you start acting weird or whatever, and it's like, for what? You know, yeah. it's not worth it. So what would you have to say? Because what I say people to people is learn to forgive, mm -hmm. right? Learn to forgive. And and I'd take it e even a step further and say that I think I'm so much more willing to be forgiving of others and compassionate of others because I'm that way to myself. Yeah. Like if I make a big mistake, you know, it might feel I might feel the shame or whatever, but I'll work through it. Yeah. But eventually I'll forgive myself. Yeah. And, you know, and 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 I'll ask and I'll have compassion on myself and I'll, and I'll ask God for guidance. Like, Scott, me, I want to do better, yeah. you know. And if you ha if you treat yourself that way, of course, you're going to do that for other people. And that's key, because even like if if we look at it from a biblical perspective, when it says love your neighbor as you love yourself, um, we a lot of times we look at that from the angle of, you know, love like from a positive angle. But people don't understand that if 
if you also treat yourself negatively, then that's what you're going to give to other people. So if you're not quick to forgive yourself, if you're not quick to just understand, like, you know what, I made a mistake, that's okay, let me let it go, we can't give that to other people. You know, we're going to have this, you know, high expectation that we give ourselves, and when we fail to meet it, we yeah. we beat ourselves down. And so that's why we're so quick to judge other people, beat other people down, because it's like, oh, you should have done better, because that's how we look at ourselves yeah, in the exactly. mirror. And so it always comes back to that place of self, you know, learn to be, learn to pace yourself, learn to be okay if things don't go your way, learn to be okay if you make a mistake, learn to see it as a lesson because then you can give that to the person next to you. What, so. what would you like? How how can people learn that? Because there's a lot of people. Yeah, I think you know, I believe it starts off with um, this expectation to. We have to ask ourselves why. I think the problem is that we, like, just why everything? Why the expectations that we have of ourselves? Why? What is behind that? Why do we have this high, um, this high expectation of in a time period? You know, because we can say, like, for example, success is an expectation you can have. Let's say financial success, right? Um, and that's great. But then we say, um, you know, I need to do this by 30. Mm -hmm. Why 30? Why 30? You know, what, what is it about? It, do, you, do you feel like you'll be a failure to society if you don't do make it by 30? Would, do you feel like... And, and then again, to really analyze what you're after because if it's, okay, I need to do this by 30, then you miss the journey of what you're building. You miss the journey of, of, of what you're doing in that process, like what you're learning, what you're experiencing, and you've put all this pressure into one goal. Then what happens when you meet the goal? Do you, you know, what's the next thing? But I think that expectations are great, but we have to, the time period that we, we create these expectations, why? Why that time frame? Why not live, just live to experience each moment? Give your best, be your best self all the time. Because even when it comes to someone hurting someone, it's always this like time frame of why would they do that at, you know at this place in our relationship or why would they do that to me and da, 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 da. and it's like give people time to grow why why do we put this high demand on people, on people in a short time period you know oh i can't believe they did this to me and da, 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 da. but it's always like the one thing i see that is very common mm. is like it's, it's always within like this time frame of like, oh, you can't, you know, you did this to me and I trusted you and this and you shouldn't do this. But it's like we don't give people the chance of time to say that, you mm. know what, you can, you're worth the time to to grow. You're worth the time to experience something else. You're worth the time for me to learn you better. But we just say, you know what, I can't. If, if they make it here, then it's done, you know. But I think people should really go into the questions of why. Why, why why are you doing that? Why what is your intention behind that? Why can't you forgive the person? You know, why can't you believe that they can learn or they can grow? Why? I don't think and I think when we go back to the whole questions with society, we don't ask why anymore. We just do things. We just right. get offended. We don't yeah. you know, <laughs> we, we just, just react. <laughs> and we we're not asking why. Okay, why am I doing this right now? Why am I telling people to pray? Did I pray? You know, why am mm. I, you know, so mm. I think we going back to the questions of why, why am I holding this grudge? Why? You know, so I think if just that question of reason, what does this even mean to me? And that there's a lot of healing that just comes from that one question. That one question, yeah. What are some areas in, in which you feel like uh, you've healed? Um, healing, you know, let me, uh, let me go back to the memory bank. <laughs> you have to remember that one, <laughs> you know, huh? <laughs> no, you know what? I think one of the things, um, healing, healing, healing. I think one of the things weirdly, uh, was probably even with, um, relationships 
with men. Okay. And it's so weird, but it's and it's weird and it's not because not knowing my father, you know, people always talk about people having daddy issues. Miss. <laughs> but you never know how you have daddy issues, you know. Yeah, until you never you, know how it manifests until you wonder. Oh wait, I do have some I daddy do. issues. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that because it came from a place, because <laughs> I was like, oh, there's daddy issues, and one and a half someone called daddy, and yeah, it's just messy. <laughs> it's messy. messy. <laughs> but, uh, but I think for me, um, not so not knowing my, I mean, not even getting the chance to know him, mm-hmm. and my, which is a good, it, I saw the good and the interesting thing. So my first experience of a father was with God. It's like, God is my father and all that stuff. And it's beautiful. But the other thing is that you don't see God. <laughs> you know, right, you, you know, right. um, it's not like we're just in heaven, like, hey, hey, dad, what's up? You know, <laughs> we're going for lunch, you know, <laughs> or something. So that, the, the ability to um, experience what relationship was with a man was hard for me. And even with my even with my brothers, like we're close and I love them, but I recognize how hard it would be to just sit, like go for dinner with my brother and just sit on the table. I'm like, what? Really? Why are we here? Like, I'm like, I'll be in my mind. They didn't know this, but it was so hard for me in my mind. I'm like waiting, like waiting for this dinner to be over. <laughs> and, to do what? At nothing just to just to be by myself or to oh, hang wow. out with friends or something well, or female friends yeah and i would love being with my brothers if we were in the, with a group of people right huh. if we're just like it's a so when it came to an intimate um place it was hard for me to just sit down and talk about look each other in the eye and talk hmm. about life and i'm like this is so awkward why is this so awkward and i never recognized that because even i, I recognized how in college um I was never interested in having a boyfriend. And at first I thought it was just my control issues. I was like, no, you're not going to call me your girlfriend. You know, who do you think you are? (laughs) You know, just trying to have ownership. No. (laughs) 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 And so at first I was like, maybe it's just, you know, this could be control issues or something. But it was really from that place of when the moment a guy would tell me something like, let's go have breakfast. And I'm like, oh, I'm over it. Oh, my gosh. It's That's to... what you do, Stephanie. Right, it's, it is. But you see, I didn't recognize those daddy issues. Okay, okay. So in my this mind, awesome. yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh. Now he, so he woke up, and I'm the first thing he thought about. He wants to have breakfast and look me in the eye and just talk about what? And so I just used to like, like, you know what, let's just go out. Let's just be around people. People. Um, And that intimate place, I never recognized that that was a hard place for me. And so that was something where I was just, I was like, God, what is, you know, what, what, what was that? And I think it came back. I didn't recognize that I had a fear. um, And it was something hidden to myself. I had a fear that the same way my mother loved my father so much and having someone been taken away from your life, like murder. And I didn't know that I had a fear that I could, because naturally I am a lover. Naturally, like if I'm, if I, like it, there, the things in my, like what, how I am to friends, you know, yeah. it, it's, that's who naturally I, I am. Yeah, I can and feel so, that. Yeah, so, and energy. so I never knew that my fear was if I gave that to a man, what happens if he was killed, if he died? I didn't know that I had that fear. Mm. And so I never wanted to have someone that intimate with, and you're gone. 
you know, you just like, you just bad. I'm like, oh no, that would just wow. crush yes. my whole life. And so I didn't realize that it was a, it was something I was running away from and not that, you know, I didn't know how to have that closeness. So even with my brothers, my fear was that, that I don't want to get so close to you and you're taken away from me. I don't want to know what that feels like. I never wow. knew that. Because with wow. friends, you know, you, I love my friends so much, but then there's always that, you know, you always have this thing like, okay, everybody just goes to different places, you know, but when someone has such a great impact in your life, I didn't want to feel like what it was to let it go. And when I learned um, just that element of it's okay, even if that happens, it's, it's better to experience authentic moments and true moments with people than to run away because you don't want you know because it's one thing when you are pouring into people and it's another thing to receive being poured into because yes. then you live an impact in my life yes and that was my fear i could give mm. myself all day but to give someone access to me in an intimate way to receive then yeah. that means you have a hold of me that i didn't want to, I just, I was like, no. So I never, so growing up, I was like, no, I don't want a relationship. And I never knew where that was coming from. So that was something I healed from. And I was like, okay, God, you know, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good, Gucci. we're good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but yeah, that was, that was mine. I, you know, from the conversation, first off, thank you for sharing that. Because yeah. that required you to be very vulnerable <laughs> yeah. to do that. So um, thank you. And I would say that, like in my years of just having conversations with people, mm -hmm. especially women, um, that's come up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. The ability to receive love, yeah, right, and um, and how that affects your relationship. Because here's what I notice: is that mm. <clears throat> your your relationship with your parents pretty much dictates how you see uh, the world, how you yeah. see men, how you see women. So what I've learned is like, if for a woman. If you have a strained relationship or estranged relationship with your mother, mm -hmm. um, it affects your identity. Mm -hmm. And as a woman, if you have a strained relationship with your father or an estranged uh, relationship with your father, it affects how you view men. Yeah. Right. And so it's just so important that you that you, you had to touch on that because that affected me as well. For mm. me, not ex not exactly like yeah. yours, but. That happened with me and my father, which mm. affected my identity as a man. Wow. And I had to, there's, you know, so much I had to do and heal and had conversations with him for that. Mm. Have you had conversations at all with, with women about this? Because you know, they I, need it. <laughs> not, not as much. Um, and it's something that I'm, I'm interested. I don't know. I, I'm like, either I do a book about that or something. I don't know what it will be. But just knowing um, how you can be so detached from what that reality is. And people always wondered, but, you know, how can you have such a beautiful relationship with God and you're having a hard time with men? I'm like, no, God will never leave you. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. He would never, he, exactly. oh, he would never exactly. leave me. I, he, I would die and I'm still with him. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was such a different dynamic. But when I when I do um, women that are like, you know, close to me and when I see that same pattern of sabotaging your relationships without recognizing it, hmm. just like not even because I was just I mean, I would meet great guys. And even though I'm not a dater, you know, but I mean? would I mean, I'm just not I'm like not, I'm not a dater. 
Oh, no, I'm just so, saying. So no, you got to put a ring on it, huh? No, I'm not like, because, I mean, obviously, women have intuition. Like, when you know, you know. Like, when you, you when you don't it. know, you don't know. Like, you know, if it's just wrong, it's, it's, it's just, just wrong. wrong. You know, it's like. <laughs> is that true? This, <laughs> it, we, we have great intuition. Like, why am I here? Why? Why am I here? <laughs> so, um. <laughs> this is great. This is awesome. But uh, what's it called? But yeah. So, but there were people that I met were great. That were just like great people, and I never even gave them um, the time of day per se because they wanted to have like breakfast. You know, it's just <laughs> breakfast, Stephanie. <laughs> I know. Or they wanted to do like the, the, I remember this one guy, and you know, it was like we really we we met. Um, for a short period of time, really great guy. And so Thanksgiving comes, and he was like, oh my gosh, you should come. You know, I used to love like house hopping for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you should come to my family for Thanksgiving. So in my, my mindset was, oh, house hop. You know, like mm -hmm. this is great. Like you're inviting a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. We're all coming to your house for Thanksgiving, but you know. And I go there, and I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm like, oh, you know, where are our friends? <laughs> 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 You and your friends. I was like, where's everybody? <laughs> and it's his family. I'm like, wow, there's not enough seats, definitely. Oh it looks my like gosh. all the seats are full. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and it was a great time. Like, it was cool. Like, they, were, they had like stuff. It was just so interesting. And so afterwards, and then we do like this karaoke thing. And I was like, that's great. Um, and then right there, he's, you know, talking about family and all this stuff. And that was, oh, this was like right after college. And he was such a great guy. But it was just that thing where I was just like, I don't. I, in my mind, I was like, You know it ain't it. Yeah. I was like, Oh, you're trying to be in a relationship? Oh, no. It's not me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, oh, I, I'm shit. not the one you're looking for, man. <laughs> but, um, but that was one person that it, when I started putting the dots together, I remember, I was like, Wow, that was, because he was such, I mean, there are people, the, he just had a, it was, you know, but I just didn't know how to receive that. And I was like, you know what? You just stay over there. All right. And I'm going to be <laughs> stay here. Right there you know? Stay right. Because I remember one time, true story. Um, this was, this happened like a few years ago. There was this guy and he, it, it scared me to the point I, I, he didn't even say anything. I just wanted to run and cry. But he had, he, he had this, and that's when I realized, I'm like, something is not right. Hmm. But this was like years ago, and he, his presence just had like this embodiment of love. Like, you know, he just, I was just like, he just looks like a lover. And, that's cool. And when he, so what, what scared me one is, so one day he, because um, I can't even remember, how did we meet? We, I can't even remember, I think it was a mutual friend or something. And we were talking, he was telling me how he wanted to go into real estate or something like that. And so he, he gave me, he was trying to show me a project, something on his phone. And so I looked at his phone before time, I guess. So I see my photo on his... Um, like screen on Yeah, like on his screen yeah, on his wallpaper. So I acted like I didn't see it. Wait. So I just, so at first I was like, wait, what? You were already dating? No, no, we were, no, we were just... We were mutual friends, just oh, yeah, friends, just yeah. like this, you know, cool guy. Like we, were, so I, I acted like I didn't see anything. Just was, you on? The yeah, I was like, you know, there's nothing. <laughs> I was like, like um, didn't see that. <laughs> and so he opens it. I was like, oh, that's so great! Wow, I just played it off. I'm like, I didn't see nothing. So one day, um, I, someone told me he was like, hey, you know, he's looking. He was he was looking for you where were you? Because we were at this event or something, and I didn't know he was there. So they're like, oh, he was looking for you. So when he when I saw him approaching me, I 
almost started crying and I wanted to run because I was like, I don't, I don't want it. Don't I don't want, want it. I don't want, want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. And I was like, God, I don't want it. I don't know. I'm like, done. And that moment I go home and I was like, what is that? Like, why? Did, like, I didn't even know what he wanted to say. I was just like, no, because, no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't want, no, no. And that's when I re re recognized that something is not right. Something's up. And that's when the healing process began. And now we're cool people. You know, we, one time, we, <laughs> <laughs> I actually did, like, we went we went out for lunch or something, but it, it was just not it for me. But it was, I could, well, at least y'all yeah, cool though, right? we're cool. Like, I could receive <laughs> sitting down with him and just like, oh, like, having a good conversation or whatever. But I was like, nah, not it. But, yeah, but healed, check. Okay. That is so cool. <laughs> so what would you say, like, uh, because I don't think you knew I was we were going to get into this at all. No. <laughs> I mean, I didn't either. But yeah. I was like, ooh, that's a good spot. Yeah. But what would you say, like, there are lots of women, mm -hmm. men, of course, on, on our end, men, a lot of women who they're not even aware of this. Yeah. So, I, and I'm sure that, you know, when they hear this, they're going to be like, hmm, that kind of sounds like me. Yeah. What would you what would you what would you advise? For? I would say to pay attention to your patterns, because yeah. the truth is in the pattern. Because right. <laughs> right. if if I paid attention to my pattern when it came to just those kind of relationships, I would have noticed it sooner. But I didn't pay any attention to it. I just thought like, oh, no, Stephanie, you know, it's just not your thing. You know, you're just not this. You're you're just not interested. You know, you're focusing on other things. You know, you're purpose driven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was not it. <laughs> so I think that we just have to pay more attention to our patterns because and and pay attention to what you're attracted to because I will be attracted to men who are emotionally unavailable because oh. I'm like oh this is good this works for me mm. you know we can I you know we can I don't need just don't fine. this is just perfect you know don't call I'll call you when I call you call me when you call me we're good you know <laughs> Um, right. So when you pay attention to those things, why? Why are you attract to someone who's emotionally available? Or, you know, why do you have, why why do you easily, you know, sabotage relationships? Is it, it, it can always be their fault. You know, something, you're the common you know, factor in the case. You know? <laughs> right. um, so really just to pay, that, pay attention to that and go back to that question, why? Why am I doing this? Why is this going on? And then for me, it really just came back to that fear, fear of losing someone that had an impact on me. Um, but yeah. Dang. Words of the wild. <laughs> and she is so beyond her years. This is so great. Convince you, weren't you like, man, don't ever tell me that. You should say something like that. Oh, so don't tell me I'm beyond ears. my ears. Well, I mean, no, it's a compliment. The it's way a compliment? You, the way you're phrasing it now. Okay, good, good, good. I was hoping so. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's great. Um, wow. Man, okay, we touched on a lot. Yeah. Okay, if it's cool with you, I'm going to have you on multiple episodes because we haven't even touched the surface oh, yeah. of what we can touch on. <laughs> you know, here, here's what I love. Here's what I, I, I want to acknowledge you for. Um, well, number one is your willingness to surrender. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean is that you're surrendering, you know, you're so willing to surrender to the greater good, to surrender to the voice of God that, 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 that comes in. And kind of jolts you out of your seat, you know. Yeah. But you know, more importantly, you're you're surrendering to be a vessel. Yeah. You know, be a vessel for for the good, yeah. for the good of the greater good. Um. And thank you. Thank you. I mean, thank you this for is, that. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And and the vulnerability that comes with that, you know, because I it also felt really um, easy mm. to 
to be able to go there. And I knew yeah. that you would. <laughs> I, knew that, I knew that you and would. I think for me, even with preaching, like I told myself I cannot speak to people if I'm not open. Yeah. You know, so even I've, I remember preaching, I've talked about pornography. <laughs> I've talked mm -hmm. about all kinds of things because I think that there is this, um, we have this concept of branding people. Oh. And it's such a false idea because you can only brand products. You can't brand human beings. We're alive. We breathe. We have emotions. We have feelings. We have fears. We have, you know, you. So I think that the concept of a person representing this brand of perfection is false. It, wow. it actually takes away from the truth of life. And so one thing I said, I'm going to be, if I'm going to be someone who, who speaks in any form of leadership, I'm going to be honest about mm -hmm. my life. And so now I'm at a place where you can ask me whatever and I'm just going to say what, you know, how I feel about it or what it is and pertain to my life because that's the truth of who we all are. We all have things we struggle with and stuff like that. We all but, yeah. do. We all do. That's for sure. Yeah, and I, I know that I strive to be there every day and I just, I admire you for that. Because, like <laughs> you know, living, uh, that's transparency, yeah. you know. And being transparent, man, you know, it, it really makes you think, it makes you, what I've, it definitely builds my character being transparent yeah. because it's like, okay, would I w be willing to talk about this? <laughs> no. If the answer is no, yeah. I can't be doing this, man. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot be doing this. So I cannot true. be doing this, so you know? True. So, um, yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. That transparency, that's, that's, that's huge. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. Thank you. So what, what are you... What are you up to now? What are you excited about now? Right now, excited about my second book. Um, really excited about that book. And excited about the film, because that's yes. just going to be a whole yeah. new ball game with a feature project. Um, yeah, and just life and new things coming up. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, you're a busy woman. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. I, I know I'm busy. You, you're really, really busy. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so... Um, other than that, I would say in closing, um, if you were to give some parting piece of guidance, <laughs> piece of guidance. what would that be? <laughs> um, you know, I, it would really come just sum up to, to sum this whole thing up. I believe it would come back to the place of every individual walking in the truth of their calling in the truth of their authentic nature and being true to who they are, what they're passionate about and giving it their all. Because if we are not living beyond ourselves, we're not living. And so, yeah. Oh, man. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you once thank again. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It, it was, was great. We have a sign out. Think. Then you say alpha. You say alpha? <laughs> Is it because you're an alpha too? <laughs> I forgot. Guys, she's a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority yep. Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> So, yeah, where can we find you? Um, Instagram is Stephanie E.K. That's I-K-E. And mm -hmm. uh, my website is stephanieek.com, and that will link to everything else. To everything else, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Everything is all good. Hey, guys, make sure you get this book. Yeah. Moving bam, bam. forward. Bam, bam, bam. Close up. Bam. bam. Hit them. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're going to have all the links, everything on, um, on the website, on the show notes, so. Amazing. We, yeah, we make show notes for every episode. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you get your own page and all that. Good all stuff. right. Uh, you know. Come on, show notes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you once again. Thank no, you. Thanks. All right, guys, and that's a wrap. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation just as much as I did. 
make sure number one that you check out her book moving forward okay um and you'll check it out at thinkalpha.net forward slash zero eight and you'll be able to see it at the bottom of the show notes where it says resources okay the second one is guys leave a review it would be a blessing if we got your feedback okay head to thinkalpha.net forward slash itunes and anytime any place you'll be able to leave a review and a rating guys it'll help us out a lot i hope you guys got a lot out of this and most importantly hope you guys are taking action so i'll see you guys on the next one you know what time it is peace peace